Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Danielle from Femme Catholic. Femme Catholic is a media company reconciling women's real-life experiences with the truth of our faith. We recently released a report on the state of maternity leave in the U.S. and then launched Building a Civilization of Love, a campaign for paid family leave in the Catholic Church. It's been really interesting to see all of the data that we've collected from the diocese across the U.S., but also to hear stories from so many working moms. We believe that awareness is what brings about change. And from what at least I've seen, changes in family leave policies have been changing more and more in the U.S. lately. My husband's work actually just in 2021 implemented a paid paternity leave for its employees. Sam, what's been your experience with maternity leave? So I have spent the last 10 years working in corporate America and at, for two different companies. And at my first company, it was a large consulting firm. And they actually updated their policy while I was there to be 16 weeks paid nice. on top of being able to use your PTO and take short-term disability. So I was able to take almost six months paid with my first wow. child, which was incredibly generous for the United States. And it's just amazing to me that the United States is truly the only industrialized country in the world that doesn't have a mandated paid leave policy. So it's just a really unique situation here in the U.S. where it's being put on individual employers. The other company I worked for was a bank, and they were actually a Canadian bank. So in Canada, peer employees of mine, like somebody else on my team who took leave, was going to be taking a year. A whole um, year for maternity A year. Wow. Yeah. So she, so she and I, you know, we're on the same team and she was taking a year because she's in Canada and their U S policy, they offered 12 weeks paid. And while I was there, they expanded that policy to include dads and adoptive parents. Mm -hmm. So the trend in corporate America really seems to be expanding beyond, you know, up to 12 weeks paid at least, and then including all parents. Yeah. It's encouraging to see and hear about so many companies who are Doing things like you said, like adding maternity leave or giving a, a couple more weeks of paid leave to moms that they did in the past. I think what we know, though, that this is such a multifaceted issue. There's so many perspectives that really should be considered. And at Femme Catholic, it's we're not taking this lightly, right? What we're asking the diocese to discern is a big deal. And there's a lot of moving parts that go into it. And this is why we're wanting to start the conversation, though, that in some cases, this is just supporting the dialogue that's already happening. And in some cases, it's bringing up policies that have never existed for dioceses. But we know that it's not just a Catholic issue. But the amazing thing is that the Catholic Church actually has a lot to say about maternity leave. And that's one of the reasons that we're advocating for the church to lead the way in the United States in terms of this pro-family policy. Sam, could you help our listeners understand what the Catholic Church actually says about this issue? Sure. So one of the questions I've gotten is actually starting with the question of working moms. Mm. You know, we're probably going to have a broad listenership. Some people might be like, what do you mean? Why, why is working moms an issue? Uh, but some groups of Catholics sort of challenge the idea of are Catholic women even allowed to be working moms or are they, right. you know, are Catholic women supposed to stay home? What does Catholic teaching say? So we want to set this record straight on that first. And first I want to start by 
asking the question, what does it even mean to be a working mom? Right. (laughs) Danielle, you and I have talked about this because you stay home and you also have a paid job. Yeah, I have always been the sole caregiver during the day for our children. So what you could call a stay-at-home mom. But yes, I do also work for our parish. I do that sort of during nap time and when my husband's home. So like nights and weekends, I'll have meetings or I'll do computer work after bedtime. So I don't really fall very like I'm kind of in both categories, right? Like I'm a stay at home mom and also a working mom, but the stay at home mom part feels a lot more like work to me. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of work. Right, yeah. In that. Well, and, and that's the thing. A lot of secular feminists will talk about care work. And even mm-hmm. at the UN, there's a lot of conversations about care work and the work it takes to care for people, whether they are very young or very old. There's a lot of work involved in caring for children. And a friend of mine read a book a couple of years ago about the history of women's work over the last like 2000 years. And it was talking about how women have always tended to work nearby their children. So in tribal villages, like they were tending the fire, cooking the food, you know, slaughtering animals, whatever was required that they could still kind of keep an eye on children. Yeah. Because again, uh, babies especially are nursing potentially up until two years old. And so it really is in the last hundred years where we've created this model, especially in America, where work is so separated from children. And that's where this is even becoming a, a question or an issue. So just to give the context, I think that this binary of working mom versus stay-at-home mom is kind of a straw man. And it's something that has really only developed in recent times in America. But even with all of that said, the Catholic Church is supportive of working moms. And the last couple of popes have all spoken about supporting working moms. So the church is very aware that most families... Both parents are working in some capacity these days. In Letter to Women, Pope John Paul II clearly says, thank you, women who work. Pope Benedict XVI wrote about how women should not be forced to work. So the church is always advocating for women and families to have a choice and to be able to support their families well and live their vocation of parenthood. But also, Pope Benedict XVI says that women should be able to choose to work if they want to mm-hmm. and if it's their desire. We have, you know, great saints like St. Saint Gianna, St. Zeli, who was St. Therese of Lisieux's mom, yeah. St. Therese, one of the greatest female saints, doctors of the church. Yeah, Clearly she, her mom was doing something right. She owned her own lace making business in case people haven't heard that about St. Zeli. And like you kind of mentioned, she was close to her family while doing it, but still, you know, mom boss, <laughs> still yeah. running well, doing I, her business. I think families have to decide together what's best for their children and their work and caring for their family through financial means, but also those caregiving means. Like I actually have a cousin who she and her husband discerned that she should be the one to work full time because of her gifts and her opportunities there. And her husband stays home with their kids. And that's been a wonderful situation for them. So I think like families just have to discern that. And the beautiful thing about Catholicism in the church is that Catholic teaching does not prescribe one way or one box for that to look. The church 
leaves it up to people to discern well what makes sense for them and their families. Yeah. And I think what makes sense in that season, too, because sometimes what you're doing and who you're working for and how much you're working can change even year to year. You know, it's this ongoing discernment within your vocation of of parenting. Yeah. So working moms, the church gives a big thumbs up to families <laughs> discerning what they want. So what does the church say about maternity leave? Well, JP2 gave us a bunch of context in, again, his 1995 letter to women where the full quote is the name of our campaign, Civilization of Love, comes from. Yeah, so I'm going to read sort of what we're leading up to. Last episode, we talked about the quote from him, but the letter to women is is long. <laughs> so this is the quote or the paragraph that comes right before that. And we just wanted to highlight what Pope St. John Paul II says here. And what shall we say of the obstacles which in so many parts of the world still keep women from being fully integrated into social, political, and economic life. We need only think of how the gift of motherhood is often penalized rather than rewarded, even though humanity owes its very survival to this gift. Certainly, much remains to be done to prevent discrimination against those who have chosen to be wives and mothers. As far as personal rights are concerned, There is an urgent need to achieve real equality in every area, equal pay for equal work, protection for working mothers, fairness in career advancements, equality of spouses with regard to family rights, and the recognition of everything that is part of the rights and duties of citizens in a democratic state. So good. I love how he just acknowledges that women have not been fully integrated into social, political, and economic life, and that we want that to happen, that is a good thing, and that there's an urgent need to achieve this real equality between men and women, this protection for working mothers. Pope John Paul was one of the greatest saints that the Catholic Church has ever had, and I think we can clearly see that maternity leave and supporting women is part of our faith. Pope Francis even actually said a couple years ago, addressing a particular group of people, he said, may your priorities include special attention to women's employment, as well as to maternity assistance, which must always defend new life and those who serve it daily. Defend women, women's employment. Yes, round of applause. Round of applause. applause. I don't know how much more clear you can be, but for people who say that women should be home with their kids they shouldn't be working and maternity leave is somehow going to cause women to want to keep working. The other part of that is that's really just a straw man argument because people who have the means to stay home with their children and who are discerning to do that, having maternity leave is not going to then convince them, Oh, just kidding. I want to keep working. And when I'm really not called to do so, like it's actually not that long of a period of time. I don't think giving somebody two or three months paid is going to convince them to change their whole family plan. But on the flip side, for the many, 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 many people who are dual working households, both parents are working and need that income. They need the paid leave. And by not giving it to them, they're still going to go back to work because they need that income. Now you're just putting them even further in a hole when they're having a child and having to pay for diapers and having to pay for, you know, 
all the things that come along with having a baby, you really are just penalizing them. And you're penalizing the woman because she, in a particular way, like physically cannot return to work, Mm -hmm. even if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that that argument is not a good one. Yeah. And like you said, it's making them choose between this very special time, which we'll get to that (laughs) next episode about like why this time is so special, but this very important time in a baby's life and in a mother's life where they're choosing between spending that time in rest and bonding, et cetera, or getting the money that they need to survive, right? So it's like survival of emotions and bonding and family unit versus Mm -hmm. survival of just the financial needs. So yeah, I agree, Sam, that that, it's really hard to argue not to give these women and these families truly that time that they need at the beginning of their journey with their child. Yeah, and part of the reason that we raised this issue in a campaign after after doing the research and findings in our report, we saw that a big influence on the diocese that had implemented a policy was just that this issue was raised. And I think that's just great evidence that this is such a pro-life policy. Everybody knows the Catholic Church is incredibly pro-life, incredibly pro-family. It's clearly in line with church teaching. But there is an organizational piece, which we'll discuss in episode four, But part of the reason that we addressed our petition letter to the bishops is because from a theological perspective, the bishops are responsible and called upon in their role to care for their diocese and care for the people in their diocese. So we're not addressing the letter to the bishops because they're the head of HR. (laughs) It's truly kind of in that church teaching that the duty of bishops is to look at what the church says and what Jesus said and pray and discern how to best bring about the church in the world that Jesus intended. And so we really wanted to bring this to them because it's so clearly embedded in the history of church teaching. Yeah. And we do know that there are bishops who have taken mom stories into consideration and that then policy was able to change, right? Just just starting the conversation. Rally is a really good example, right, of this. Yeah. When we were talking to the Diocese of Rally, they said they implemented this policy and it wasn't even just for diocesan employees. It's for Catholic schools and everybody in their diocese because they just saw it as such a clear human dignity mm. issue. So they're a great model. Yeah, and it, it was brought to their attention, and then they did something about it. And again, that's our hope for this this whole petition, is that maybe it's just something that hasn't come up in some dioceses, and maybe there are pretty big hurdles that dioceses would really have to jump over to make this policy, right, or to change what's happening. But I also think that not a ton of people are super familiar with things like letter to women or church teaching on maternity leave. And clearly it's something we're passionate about. So we just want to spread the good word. Like, here's what the Catholic Church teaches. And the Catholic Church is so good at not taking our cues from the law, right? We know there's a lot of Mm. things that the Catholic Church does better than the law says we should because 
we're rooted in human dignity and love and like you said, what Jesus says. And we really believe that once this issue sort of is brought up, that others can see it from that perspective as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, around the world, the church is following the laws of the land in other countries. And it just so happens that other countries have federally mandated paid leave policies for all organizations. And that's why this maternity leave and paid family leave is a particular moral issue in the United States because we don't have those laws. And around the world, the church doesn't take her direction on her morality from the law, no. right? Like on abortion, on, you know, other surrogacy, these other issues. The church doesn't take her direction from the law. The church takes her direction from Jesus mm-hmm. and from our church leaders. And so that's where to us, it's very clear that in our theology, maternity leave is part of building a civilization of love, as JP2 said. I can't wait. In the next episode, we're going to talk about why women need this time and why it is such a deeply biologically human dignity issue. You know, God made our bodies this way. That's a mystery unto me of why, but that's what he did. So we're going to talk about all the details of that. Danielle and I have seven kids between the two of us. (laughs) So we have a lot of thoughts. And then in our next episode after that, we're going to talk about organizations and how maternity leave is good for organizations. Thanks for listening to the Femme Catholic podcast about building a civilization of love our campaign for better paid family leave policies in the Catholic Church. Learn more about our work at femcatholic.com and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.